Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you on joining me today. You know, today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. Hallelujah, Jesus. How about you? I'm so thankful to see this day. It's a day like none other, and it will be a day like none other that we will ever see again after this day is over. So we should all be glad and rejoice in it. Traveling Pulpit family, I got a question for you. Are you filled with emotion or are you filled with compassion? You see, there's a big difference in the two. Emotion or compassion. Which line or which side of the fence would you say you stand on? You see, Webster's Dictionary defines emotion as being a conscious mental reaction such as fear or anger subjectively experienced as strong feeling usually directed toward a specific object or typically accompanied by physiological and behavioral changes in the body. In other words, how emotion is summed up in the next line in Webster's Dictionary is a state of feeling. Webster Dictionary also defines compassion as being sympathetic consciousness of others' distress together with a desire to alleviate it. The reason I ask you this question today and the reason I ask you on what side of the fence do you stand is simply because every single day we wake up to the same exact thing every single day. You know, it's like in that movie Groundhog's Day uh, that starred Bill Murray uh, years ago, where Bill Murray played a weatherman who woke up to the same event every single day. And that's how we are in this day and time right now. We go to sleep to, to to the same thing and we wake up to the same thing. It's like it's a never ending story. But the story does have an ending and that ending is in Jesus Christ. There is no other way but the way that he has prepared for us that that story will end. Otherwise, for some, that story will continue on after our lives have already gone on to be with the Lord. What I mean by that is emotion cuts us off from being in love with Christ. Emotion cuts us off from chasing after Christ. Emotion cuts us off from being in relationship with Christ. You see, emotion began in the garden. The very second man ate the fruit, emotion filled him with fear such as he's never known before. A man who has never known anything in his life, who knows everything in his life, suddenly is now afraid. Why? Because he was filled with emotion. From there, Cain killed his brother Abel because he was filled with emotion. God rejected Cain's offering because Cain's offering was subpar. 
But Abel's offering was accepted because Abel's offering was the best of his stock. Had Cain went to his brother and asked for help, Cain's offering would have been accepted by God. Rather, Cain was so filled with emotion that it led to anger to the point where he killed his brother. So in our day and time right now, anger based on people's emotion is what's leading them to kill. Moving forward, Moses was filled with emotion two times. Once when he was filled with emotion to kill an Egyptian because two Hebrew brothers were fighting against one another and then had and then was found out about fled for his life. Then to return to the place where he killed the Egyptian to free the Israelites while they were in the wilderness, he was so filled with emotion that he ignored God. And this is where we find ourselves today. He ignored God because he was so full of emotion that instead of speaking to the rock, Moses hit the rock. And when he hit the rock, even though the water still came out, even though the promises of God still were fulfilled in that promise, Moses was cut off from seeing the promised land. Why? Because he allowed his emotion to destroy his relationship with Jesus Christ. He allowed his emotion to destroy the relationship that he had with Abba, the father, Moses, the man of of Exodus, who the story of Exodus is about, destroyed any chance of seeing the promised land. He didn't destroy his chances of being with God. He didn't destroy his chances of being uh, uh, accepted into the kingdom of God, but he destroyed his chances of taking the people over into the promised land. His eyes were not dim. He was not tired. He was not weary, though his age, which is just a number, may have been up there. Moses was full of life. And so as we watch the news and we see our brothers and sisters being gunned down in the street, being 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 abused in the street, being killed in the street. Their eyes were not dark. Their age was just a number, but they were full of life. But it is because of the emotion of others that they felt at that point in time that they were filled with such fear and the people who they were responding to or the people who they were arguing with was filled with such anger. So traveling pulpit family, I'm asking you, are you filled with emotion or are you filled with compassion? Do you not know that compassion is what brought Christ to this world in the form of a baby? Compassion is what made Christ touch the leper. In Matthew, the leper told Christ. You can make me well if you. Want to. And Jesus said, I want to be well. And he touched the leper. Compassion did that. Jesus was filled with so much compassion. 
that he came to this world. His father was filled with so much compassion that John 3, 16, the most famous scripture throughout all the world said that for God so loved the world, meaning God was so filled with compassion that he gave, he gave his only begotten son to this world that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Simply because our father, our Abba was filled with compassion. So traveling pulpit family, I ask you again, what side of defense are you on? Are you standing on the side of emotion? Are you standing on or are you standing on the side of compassion? You see, it's not that difficult to make that decision. Every single day we see something that helps us to make a decision. Every day we see something that brings us to anger. It, it sends us into flights of fear. It changes our state of feeling. However, emotion makes us act on that state of feeling, makes us act on that anger, makes us act on that fear. But compassion, compassion sends us into the fire. Compassion puts us in the lion's den. Compassion puts us on the cross and compassion raises us up again. It's not that hard to make the right decision. You know, it the, today is a beautiful day. The sun is shining. It is hot outside. But it will not always be this way. Because the winds of change will will come and they will blow and it will get darker and it will get colder. But just because we have the sunshine on our side right now. Let's us not lose focus of what Christ has done for us through compassion for this world. Emotion told a man named Nimrod to build a city because he didn't want the world to be reflooded again. So he said, let's build a city and a tower that reaches into the heavens so that if the world should be reflooded again, we will be above the water and that way we can see God. But what did God do? Through compassion. God did not destroy man once again. God changed the language of man. That's compassion because he allowed man to live. God was not emotional when he destroyed the world. He was still filled with compassion. Because the world was filled with emotion, such as the world is filled with emotion right now. Which is why the compassion of God through Christ will send Christ back to this earth to get his people, his church, his bride. And that compassion will remove those who believe in him and have called on his name in faith and belief. To be taken from this world to his kingdom. And then those who are filled with emotion will be the scraps that are left here to fend for themselves. 
because truly at that time, the hand of God will be off the earth. And hell on earth will break loose. You think this is hell on earth right now because of what we're seeing, because of the things that, that we are experiencing? You just let God take his hands off this world and then you'll see some real hell on earth. Then you may see some real faith happen in some folk. But it would have become too late at that point. You see, now is the opportunity to put your belief and your hope and your compassion into a savior named Jesus. Rather than hold on to your emotion and kindle your anger and your fear by the things that you see out in the world. Let me tell you, in this world, you have to have your focus on Christ while your eyes are in the world. Because your eyes are going to see the things that your focus is going to lead you back to. But if you take your focus off of Christ and combine it with the eyes of the world, you've already forfeited your chance. You've already forfeited your chance because you will become a part of the world system. You will become a part of the world's emotion. You will be caught up in the anger of what someone has or what someone doesn't have. You will be caught up in the fear of what someone will take from you based on what you have. And you will have that state of feeling that you must go out and defend what you have to your very life. But. With that being said, if your compassion and your focus is on Christ and your eyes are in the world, your eyes will always lead you back to your focus. They will always lead you back to Christ because Christ will be then number one in your life. And you will have no reason to worry about the things that are going on in the world. You will have no reason to, to, to speak in a language of anger and fear to others. Subjecting yourself as the world subjects itself in a horrible state of feeling that, oh, oh, the world is coming to an end. It's coming to an end. We knew that from the time the fruit was eaten that the world was coming to an end. Now we are in that day and time that we actually know that that day is coming, that the world is ending, but we still don't know when it ends. We still don't know when this event happens. It could be this, this time. It could be later time. We don't know what we do know is that we must choose a side. Christ or the world. Christ reminds us that the world will know you're his disciples or your or his disciple if we have love for one another. And that's why the traveling pulpit has come to you today. And that is why the traveling pulpit, if the Lord will, will come to you next week and the week after and the week after and the week after that, because I love you. Yes, I love you. I am. I am. My eyes are in the world. My eyes are of sin. I am a sinful natured man. Yes, I am. 
but my focus is on Christ because with my focus being on Christ, I have that relationship that says, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And I believe that my slate is wiped clean. I believe my relationship is intact and it is strong and it, it and I am in the hand of my creator and nothing can break that cycle. Nothing can break that. Because my focus is on him. Where is your focus? Where are your eyes? Where are you in all of this? We're still going to experience the, the, the good and the evil of this world. But the good and the evil are a trick to get your focus off of God. Keep your focus on God. While your eyes are in the world. Be filled with compassion and less of emotion. When something stirs inside of you that you don't like, instead of leading with anger or fear or changing your state of feeling, stay silent for one second. Give God that opportunity to come in and say, it's all right. I've got this. I am in control. Though you may see something wrong that is going on here. I am at work, even in that situation. I understand there are organizations out here that are doing great things. I take nothing from these organizations that are doing these great things. However, I do not place my focus on organizations, no matter how great the things they're doing. I put my focus on Jesus Christ and the cross he was hung by because the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And we all got the knee Well, we all got to kneel and, and confess. So no matter how great an organization is doing, no matter how much money an organization is, is, is receiving, that organization one day is going to have to bow and they're going to have to confess. And once they bow and confess, it is whether they were filled with emotion or compassion that sends them into eternal life or eternal damnation. So I want to make this perfectly clear to you, traveling pulpit family. You have a decision to make on today. And what side of the fence are you on? Are you filled with emotion or are you filled with compassion? A traveling pulpit family, that is my time for the day. I hope and pray that you receive this message. And most importantly, I pray that you share this message. Share this message with your family. If your family won't listen, turn the volume up while you listen to this message. If they run away, play it again some other time. But the message has to go out. The word has to be heard and a choice must be made. And I pray that this message will reach one. It's already reached one person 700 plus times. So I pray that it will continue to reach one. And that one person will reach one person. And that one person will reach one person until every one person has reached one person. Again, Traveling Pulpit family, it is a pleasure to come and do this on the Sabbath. I might remind you, this, today is the Sabbath. Today is the day that the Lord has made and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. 
for the traveling pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan saying that I love you and we're going to do this on next week. But for now, I'm signing out. Bye for now.